This episode of the Esoteric Order of Roleplayers is brought to you by the generosity of our backers on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash esotericrp to find out how you can become a backer too. We create and broadcast these episodes live on native lands. We acknowledge these are unceded lands, with diverse communities maintaining connections to these places, and recognize their ancestors, their elders, both past and present, and future generations. Learn more by visiting the Native American Rights Fund website at narf.org. Esoteric Order of Roleplayers, in cooperation with the Dead Gamers Society, present Diary of a Madman, a Hunter the Vigil Chronicle, with David Larkins as the storyteller. Starting a new chapter uh, in Diary of a Madman, and I don't know. After last session, we'll see. We'll see how much more intense things can get this time. Uh, that's called foreshadowing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but we kind of left off um, not so much on a cliffhanger, but perhaps on a little bit of a dramatic stinger with Annie getting. Uh, getting a, a message passed to her uh, to please call Detective Kurt Patterson of the Pasadena Police Department. And uh, she was putting it together. Oh, maybe that was Uncle Kurt from Ken's diary. Uh, so on that note, um, I think we were otherwise kind of wrapping, wrapping it up for the day there. And um, so Obviously, Annie, you can't make that call until the next day, uh, presumably. Um, so I think we will just um, move on to the next day, if that's okay with everybody. Okay, yep, sounds good. All right. Um, so, Annie, when do you want to contact Detective Patterson? Well, school starts early, so I think it might be difficult for me to contact him before school. I think I'm going to, um, I mean, there's gotta be a payphone or something. Mm. Um, in fact, that feels really safe to call from a payphone. So I think I'm going to try to call from payphone on the first break in the morning. Okay, cool. For our younger oh. listeners, payphones were things they used to give quarters to and they allowed you to call people. Public phones. And yes, people actually put them up to their faces. Yeah. Ever <laughs> seen Bill and Ted? It's that thing they time travel in. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, God, that's, I'm just thinking about the fact that, yeah, you would just put a payphone receiver to your, to your mouth, even though thousands of other people did the same thing. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Um, okay. And sometimes you'd be walking past a payphone and it'd be ringing and then you'd be like, Ooh, do I pick it up? Who's calling? <laughs> All right. So, uh, so yeah, so the, the mood in, in homeroom still a bit, uh, obviously a, a little bit dour, uh, due to, uh, Jenna's continued, uh, missing status. Uh, she has not, she has not appeared. She's not been found. And, uh, there, as far as you know, there've been no clues forthcoming. You haven't heard anything. So, uh, yeah, so the morning passes otherwise uneventfully. And uh, during the morning break, Annie, you make your way to the school payphone in the sort of main <clears throat> um, main entryway uh, near the administrative offices. And you drop your quarter, dial your number. Um, rings a few times before it gets picked up and there's a somewhat a uh, harried voice on the other end. Uh, yeah, this is Patterson. Uh, Detective Patterson, uh, this is Annie Garcia returning your call. So you, you hear the, the squeak of his uh, swivel chair as he clearly leans forward, uh, you know, realizing who you are. And, uh, and he says, oh, yes, Miss Garcia, thank you so much for calling me back. I um, I just had a few questions for you, if you don't mind. And uh, uh, sure, but I'd like I to know. ask one first. Are, are you Ken's uncle? <laughs> oh, okay. So I wondered. I wondered if you might make that connection. Very observant. Very observant. Yes, I am Ken's uncle. Um, in fact, I I think I remember you. I um, I was at uh, Ken's last. Uh, a uh, birthday party before they moved. Uh, and uh, I think I remember you there. Yeah, I think that was me. Um, well, great. I, I don't, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I, I imagine you must be at school right now. I am. So you, you have me for the rest of the break or until my quarter runs out. <laughs> of course no i i don't i don't want to take up too much time here but like i say but um i uh i'm just wondering if if maybe you can confirm a couple things for me so sure you well you've already confirmed that you you knew ken okay so that's that's what i suspected i i, I figured you were you were the same annie that i remembered um, do you and your friends, uh, frequent a, a coffee shop called the espresso bar, uh, off of Colorado? Uh, I've been there before. I, I mean, I don't know if I'd say I frequent it, but you know, mm. I mean, yeah, everyone goes there. I see. Mm -hmm. And, um, did you, uh, did you recently have a conversation with a woman named Beth? Oh, was she the, the crazy woman who was, was telling us things? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I think so. I think her name was Beth. So yeah, let's she, say yeah. Certainly, certainly, yes. I mean, if she seemed crazy, okay. Um, okay. Well, um, you know, in in that case, Annie, I think maybe uh, considering considering your your uh, 
fact you're at school and, and you're on break. Um, would it be possible for you and uh, all the friends that you were in conversation with at the espresso bar to uh, come meet me at my office later today after school? At the police station? Uh, well, actually, I, I have an office at the county coroner's office. Uh, I'm a forensic detective. I'm not sure if you know what that is. Oh, 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 I do. I do. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll gather everyone, but only, only on one condition. Oh, sure. Who, who is Beth? Uh, Beth is a friend of mine. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Great. Um, just, uh, Ask at the uh, uh, the front desk when you walk in. They'll direct you to my office. All right. Bye. Bye bye. Okay. All right. So I'm going. How much time do I have left on the break? Oh, that wasn't a very long combo. So you got another ten minutes or so. All right. I'm going to very quickly walk, not run, but very quickly <laughs> walk because we one of the rules is not slow. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go to find uh, the nearest member of the posse. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. And um, let's just, uh, I'll just roll a little die here, see who that might be. Uh, that will be Ari. All right. Ari, Ari, let me talk to you. What? One on one. What? Hello. what? Uh, uh... There's the gut instinct to like pull into whatever room is closest, and it's probably like, Starts to be the bathroom, and then it's like, mm, janitor's closet, which is much better to watch two people come out of the janitor's closet. <laughs> I'm just going to go with it because I'm going to trust Ari's instincts on this. Mm -hmm. All right, here's the deal. I just talked to Ken's uncle. He called and left a message for me last night. Kurt Patterson, detective Kurt Patterson, forensic <laughs> Detective Kirk Patterson, his office is at the corner and he wants us to all come by. He asked me about whether we met with Beth. Remember Beth? Coffee? Over-caffeinated Beth? Yes. 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 I remember Beth. Yes. So he, he knows her and wants to meet with us. Are we going to get killed? What do you think? I don't think we're going to get killed. I think that's too suspicious. Four kids all at once walk into a police station and all and don't walk out. That's sus, right? That's got to be a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure. And look, it's it's Ken's uncle. I mean, we can trust him, right? Or we I can at least hear I him out. I can say that. We can hear him out. I don't know that we trust him, but we can hear him out. Maybe. Let's see what the others say. Okay. Come with me. Let's go find them. All right. Yeah, and, I think and on the way out, if someone is staring at us or, or giving us a look like, what were you two doing in there? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cuss at them and tell them to mind their own business. <laughs> nice. All right. All right. Uh, so who do we find next? And how much time is there? Is there still time to find the others? I'd say so. Let's make it easy and, and uh, uh, say that you find Ned and Nick uh, talking to each other. Oh, soccer boys are always hanging out together. Yes, in fact, exactly what we are talking about is, is sucker. 
I need to look up who would be the main. <laughs> The big soccer player of the time in 94 is, but we're talking about fast. <laughs> talking soccer. Guys, come here. We need to talk just the four of us now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so pull, the, pull them away. Here's the thing. Quick, we only have a minute before the bell rings. Ken's uncle, Kurt Patterson, he's a forensic detective. He knows Beth crazy woman from the coffee place. And he wants us to all come and meet him at his office at the coroner's office where he works this afternoon. What do you think? Ari thinks that we should do it. Um, I think we should hear him out. Did you talk to him this morning or last night? Just just five minutes ago. Oh, okay. Well, if, he call, if he calls you during the daytime, mm. I say we go meet him. Whoa, I didn't even think about that. That's a really like good a point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, at the corners. So there could be dead bodies. I don't know if that's exactly. good or bad. But I it's am interested in seeing a dead body. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. After school, we'll meet here. Got it. All right. So uh, as you're like, as a button, right as you're finishing saying that, the uh, bell rings back to class. And uh, no doubt you spend the remainder of the day um, somewhat distracted as you contemplate the possibilities of what awaits you at the coroner's building. Uh, so, speaking of that, I'm writing them pros and cons again. <laughs> yeah I'm and unfortunately they're all the same pros he could be a vampire con he could be a vampire <laughs> i like this is becoming uh kind of a shtick for him yeah, yeah. pro <laughs> we'll see a dead body con we'll see, a dead, we'll see a dead body we'll see exactly. a dead body yeah all right now it is going to be a little bit of a drive i'm not sure how comfortable nick is as the resident chauffeur with uh this level of of uh, city driving. Oh, uh, where uh, where are we going? So you're going to the County Corners building, which is in downtown Los Angeles. Dun, dun, dun. That's far more evil than any vampire. That is, <laughs> particularly back in the '90s. Yeah, even the vampires don't go to downtown Los Angeles. <laughs> Indeed, it is adjacent to the campus of uh, University of Southern California, though. So if you want to do any any college uh, snooping, you know, you uh, you could do that while you're at it. Fine, but we're going all in on the parking. <laughs> yeah, damn right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's actually, uh, I mean, in the afternoon without traffic, it's really just about a 20 minute drive. But you do have to, you know, do a couple of transitions, 134 to the 2, um, to the 5. That's a tricky one. So it's a little, maybe a little nerve-wracking at times, you know, just uh, navigating the freeway traffic. But um, the good news is it's right off the exits. Um. Everyone, make sure you let someone know where we're headed. (laughs) 
Uh, Are you talking to friends or parents? I don't want to tell my parents I'm going to. No, no, no. Friends. Friends. Someone who can, Mm. if we end up in a morgue somewhere. I will tell my. Point the finger. Magic the Gathering uh, people that I play with, we establish them as my touchstone, that I won't be able to come tonight because I have to go down to the courthouse because I want to rope those characters as existing into the game. (laughs) And I'm telling Stoney, obviously. We won't remember, but it's fine. <laughs> How about Annie? I th- I actually think I would call my mom's a little intense. I'm going to call my dad and say, "Hey, Dad, um, I I agreed to talk to to Detective Patterson. He's Ken's mm. uncle, so I'm going to go down and see him at the courthouse. Um, I'll I'll be a little late for dinner." Okay, so uh, you know he's a little surprised by that. He's like, "Oh, are you sure you don't want to ride?" Oh, no, I'm getting a ride from a friend. Thanks, Dad. Love you. I uh, love you, too. And for Ari? I think he texts one of his siblings. Mm. And I think... I think he texts one of his siblings, and I think it's nothing so detailed. It's just, hey, meeting up with some friends after school. Tell mom, like, cover for me until I can get home. And when you say texts, you mean, of course, slips a note in their right. locker or. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Cool. Yeah. It, it's sibling about the same age, slips a note in the locker. And yeah. like probably at some point later in the day has a follow up note. That's <laughs> like the equivalent of like, OK, but you're spilling everything later. Like you're telling us what the fuck is going on afterwards. <laughs> Right. Yeah, he, he he catches you on the way out at, after the final bell. It's like, you're going to tell me everything. Um, so when we get there, before we get out of the car, I'm going to kind of make everyone stop and come up with a plan. So let me, are we there at the parking lot? Indeed you are. It is a, um, uh, you actually managed to find some, some street parking and it's a, you know, um, kind of weird like brick building like this very kind of old-fashioned sort of uh thing you know like something out of um back to the future or something you know so uh a little imposing maybe but um but yeah so as you're feeding the meter because says, okay, look, I want to re- I we need to be focused on the rules. So we're gonna stay together. We're going to be smart. We're not going to be slow. And I've already caffeinated before we got here. But we need a plan in case things get weird on how we're going to get out. Because for all we know, you know, they could be daytime vampires or something. Who knows how this works? So we need a kind of a plan. If things start to get weird or, or violent, how do we get out? What are we going to do? I think the best thing to do if he's a vampire is cause a distraction of some kind, maybe light a fire or something, and then run away in the ensuing chaos. Okay, I, I think that works. Do, do, do you have a lighter? Um, he seems like the kind of weirdo who thinks it would be cool to have a lighter, so with the GM's permission, <laughs> I would say yes. Absolutely, that's fine. Yeah, he's the kind of guy who keeps doing the flicking thing because he thinks it looks makes him look cool. It's a zippo. 
It doesn't actually make him look cool because, you know, he's 16 and therefore incapable of actually looking cool. Um, All right. To have time to light the fire, we're going to need another distraction. So I'll start getting really loud and pushy if 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 he turns out to be a vampire or if things get weird. So that gives you time to light the fire so we have the proper distraction and we all get out. Sounds good. You should also do that if it starts getting weird. Yes, we should also do that if it starts getting weird, but like in a non-vampire way, because this could still get weird and he not be a vampire, in which case we probably shouldn't light the fire, because then we just lit a fire in front of a cop. Like a normal That's cop. true. So like we gotta be careful, because like even if he's not a vampire, he can still make life very difficult for us. Okay, so then if we need to get weird and try to create a distraction, but it's not going to be the fire, then I'll say, look, even though you're not a vampire, and I'll say it loudly, you know, and then I'll start doing loud, and then we'll just use that as the distraction to get out. Maybe try to bring attention in of, of other people outside. Sounds good. There's probably yeah. people in there. God, I hope so. I just hope they aren't all on the same team. Uh, and as promised, the... Um... <laughs> suddenly occurring to me i don't know whether the coroner's office would have like a police officer at the front desk or not probably not um so we'll say the the front desk person um uh directs you back to uh detective patterson's office which is on the same floor and uh you know just down that hall to the left etc so you know you're walking through the the storied halls of this uh early 20th century building with its polished uh tile floors and it's you know like you notice the doors kind of look like something out of an old detective film like they've got the frosted glass you know with the names on them and stuff and they've even got little brass mail slots in them although they probably don't use those anymore you know the uh the water fountain looks distinctly ancient you know um and uh so you find the appropriate office and give a knock and you hear a voice Come in. And so uh, filing in a man behind a desk, rising up to greet you. He's uh, he's an older guy, um, middle aged, you know, not elderly, but, uh, you know, as we established last session and, you know, as as teenagers, everyone over the age of 18 looks old to you. Um, He's, uh, you know, just wearing a uh, button-up shirt with a tie no jacket um his hair is a little bit uh must up um but uh his overall demeanor is is kind of uh like you might the the word weasley might uh enter your mind you know he's very he's very sort of lean and uh like just all like bone and sinew with these slightly bulging eyes and a, a very wide uh smile that he's flashing you um, so overall, his his overall sort of presentation is maybe a little uh, not not going to put you too much at ease, right? Um, but uh, he's trying his best. He's smiling at you, and and he says, "Oh, great, Annie and and friends, uh, please come in, come in." I, uh, Before here, we get started, he... can we see some ID? <laughs> of course, of course. Ah, ah, ah. ah. so he's got it uh you know he's got a badge clipped to his belt uh so he unclips it uh and uh presents it to you hands it to you in fact 
so you can examine it. I'll look at it like I know what I'm like. I I could discern a discern a fake from a real one, you know. Right, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean in and 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 look like I do too, and I'm helping out. Looks yeah. legit. Okay. And, and and then I'm gonna take it out of his hand and hand it back to Detective Patterson and say, "All right, thanks, Uncle Kurt. Looks like it's okay." <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Uh, he, he chuckles a little bit at the Uncle Kurt bit, and uh, and he says, "No, but but seriously, I, I'm glad to see you're you're taking this somewhat seriously. I uh, please have a seat, have a seat, you know." And he's he's already you know went ahead and arranged uh, four four chairs um, in front of his desk. So and he sits so, back. So Beth his... told you that there were four of us. She did indeed. Yes, uh, as his as his swivel chair squeaks as he sits back in it. Um, she did indeed. And, and, uh, from what she told me, it sounds like you found Ken's diary or some other, uh, thing of that nature. Maybe. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. No, that's fine. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, I just and wanted does to Beth work with you in an official capacity. Just a friend. Beth and I are friends. Or, or, or more than a friend. Well, that's a little personal. Uh, we do go back a while. I'll just say that. Uh, Beth's actually an EMT. So our our paths do cross from time to time. Uh, under sad circumstances, of course. Um, but um, but no, she she and I are in touch. And when you work in my line of work, it it, it helps to have eyes and ears on the ground and um well it just so happens that that the topic you all were discussing discussing at the espresso bars is one of great personal interest to both beth and myself and um i just thought i could uh get you kids in here and and maybe maybe we could have some maybe maybe i could give you the straight dope on uh on what's going on i i basically Hi. cringe I, I know. I bet that that laughing snort was in character. <laughs> to be clear, yes. Med keeps a completely straight face, but like so straight that you can see that he's trying to keep it straight. You know, okay. <laughs> yeah, artificially straight. I'm sorry. Listen, uh, that, that, I, was, that was rude. I apologize. Please. Oh, it's it's fine. It's it's fine. You know, it's it's not really my my particular line of work. I I don't. I don't really talk to a lot of people. You see, I, I tend to work with the, uh, well, with the remains, you might say, uh, mm. of crimes. So, right. Um, well, yeah, you know, we really it, appreciate someone just being honest about what they know. Absolutely. No, I, I, and, um, and what they think happened. I think no that's need important. To dress it up in lingo. Just, no, yeah. of course, of course. Just, 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 just one more question uh, before sure. we proceed. Um, oh, oh no, a detective is asking just one more thing. It's always that's right. Badly. You're about to get nailed to the wall. Uh, <laughs> uh, my understanding is is that my my good friend Beth um, advised you to look into a, a particular um, broadcast tape television show. Is that is that correct? 
Uh, that I sounds mean, familiar. I, I, yeah, she may have done that. I think. Can't imagine why she would lie to you if she's your friend. Of course. Uh, I'm just I'm just curious if any of you followed her up on that. Uh, did, did anyone happen to um, to view this tape? I think that was two questions, not just one more question. Yeah, I did notice that as well. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you, you got me there. You got me there. How about this? Can I ask you a question next? So, of course. Do you think it was fair. a vampire? Do I think it was a vampire? Um, I don't think it was a vampire. No, I, uh, I know it was a vampire. I'm sorry. Listen, um, I actually asked you down here because, I mean, I could have just had this conversation with Annie on the phone. She could have related to all of you, but there's actually something I wanted to show you all. If you're amenable. At, at this point, I'm, I glance back to see if the door is closed, and if um, and I try to remember if you, if you locked it. <laughs> I'm positioning myself to jump up and make noise if I need to. I, I'm palming the the lighter in my uh, hand, <laughs> but I don't at all discourage him from from sharing. I I just am prepared, and I say, "Sure, go uh, ahead. Let's see. We're, we're ready." Yeah. Oh yeah, my desire to know what's going on is far exceeding my my self-preservation instinct at this moment. Okay. Uh, very good, very good. So um, I'm going to have to get you all up and we're going to go downstairs to the morgue. Um, are we going to see dead bodies? You are going to see a dead body, yes. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and then I, I hit him. <laughs> <laughs> No. Um, is that okay with everybody? Are, are I, sure. Yeah. Okay. That'll stand and up. Just to uh, just to put you all at ease, we'll we'll be signing in with the registrar downstairs. There will be a paper trail that I was here, that I was with you. I'm not trying to uh, you know take you anywhere unsafe. Okay. So on our on our way, David, just a quick trivia note. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this, but I mm. don't remember how I found this out, but I just Googled okay. and I'm correct. There's actually a gift shop at the LA Corners. Yes. It's kind of famous. And it opened in September of 1993. So we may oh, walk wow. the gift shop on the way. I'm putting the link in for everyone to see all of the swag that they, that they sell at the Corners yes. gift shop since 1993. Oh, my God. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. People at home Google this. It is really quite horrifying. <laughs> oh yes. my God. There's it an apron. The, the apron yeah. has spare hands and spare ribs. Yeah. yeah. And, and it literally it does have the history at the bottom and it was open at this time. So just wanted to mention that we may have to stop on the way out. <laughs> That's great. I, I, I did remember as soon as you mentioned it, but I would never have guessed it was open that that soon so that's great yeah all right so yeah so as as uh detective patterson's like kind of leading you out you know you, you pass this small door and, and he says uh oh yeah that's our new gift shop you know <laughs> it's just like this sort of very nondescript door that just says gift shop on it um what wait what do they give away like pieces of people Oh no, it's just stuff like uh gag gifts and that sort of thing. Halloween decor, you know. 
I don't know. It was uh, it was the our new coroner uh, came in and it was it was his idea. And you know, actually, it's pretty popular. It's been open for about a year. People love it. All right. So yeah, so he takes you uh, <clears throat> takes you down the hall uh, through a door marked uh, to basement, and you notice you know like a little plaque on the side of the door says morgue. And uh, so you you enter a very echoey and, um, you know, industrial kind of uh, stairwell and um, heading down the stairs, uh, you know, your feet, uh, you know, creating quite a cacophony. You then head through a heavy door into a very long hallway with, you know, fluorescent lights flickering all the way down and there's a uh, officer at a desk right there and uh, you know Detective Patterson's like uh, you know hey there Jim got some kids here on a school assignment just wanted to take them on a little tour of the morgue you know and the officer just kind of shrugs says "All right," spins a little clipboard around it's got a sign in sheet on it uh, Kurt signs his name and then passes the pen around so everyone can sign in. Assume well, everyone's using their real name. Uh, yeah. I I don't see any point in not. I it, it seems very unlikely that I'll be caught that that it would be I would be able to get away with it. <laughs> yeah, I'll use my real name. Okay. So down the hall you go, and. Um, you know, you pass by a bunch of a bunch of doors, and uh, finally he takes you through. You know, maybe like the oh, let's say the thirteenth door that you pass, and uh, you walk into a very large, cavernous, sterile room. You know, linoleum floor, and um, uh, you know the um, kind of. It's got fluorescent lighting, but it's it's sort of um, dimly lit, you know, and um, and all along one of these long walls are just rows and rows of, you know, brushed steel freezer doors. Uh, there are big handles on them. And you see a few um, uh, gurneys stacked against the far wall all of them empty so he says uh he says this uh this room is kind of our overflow room uh believe it or not sometimes all the other rooms fill up so uh just down this way he seems a little nervous himself you know a little, a little jittery and he's taking you all the way down to the far end of the room and you can see that on that last um the the last sort of column of of freezer doors there's one just a couple doors up from the floor that has a padlock on it and there's a um, piece of paper affixed to the door and it says freezer broken do not use and uh, and so detective patterson stops there reaches in his pocket pulls out a, a giant you know ring of keys fishes around for a minute or two until he finds the right one, leans down and unlocks the padlock, takes the lock out, 
pulls the handle and the door opens and in spite of the sign on the door uh you see you know this little poof of you know frozen refrigerated air come out and you can see a blanket covering a couple of feet uh on a um you know slide out uh gurney and he kind of gives you a, a look and then he puts his hand on the on the handle and he pulls it out and uh sure enough there's a human shape under the blanket and uh he crosses to the other side of the gurney and he says um i'm gonna warn you uh this is a little gruesome and uh with that he pulls the blanket down and what you are looking at is a body of a of an adult woman um her head is separated from her body but it is on it is you know on the gurney um there is also a uh large puncture wound uh slightly to the left of her sternum it's rhymed with like frozen blood it's uh, not perfectly circular it's actually more like kind of diamond shaped or almond shaped um but um the head itself sports uh you know rather magnificent uh, mane of of uh, flaming red hair and sort of piled up around it um and the face itself is is coldly beautiful um she her figure is very voluptuous um you know so god only knows how you're all feeling about seeing a fully grown naked adult woman frozen solid uh because that's the other thing is the the whole thing the body the head everything is just covered with a very thin layer of frost it's been in here for a while is this mistress black do we recognize her so it takes you maybe a minute because she's not wearing her wig but looking at the features it is indeed so I, I think Annie would not be, I think under different circumstances, Annie might react in a way that might be sickened um, or shocked, but I think she's so eager to find out more information. And the minute she looks at the body and starts being like, I think I know this person, I think, where have I seen this person? And then as it comes to her upon further examination and she, you know, recognizes who it is you know, this is one of her aspirations. So I think it overcomes the horror in the moment to really, uh, to really, uh, get it invested. In so, um, Nick is kind of going to take a step back and kind of actually grab everybody and make them take a step back. <laughs> and you promise me she's dead, dead or. And not vampires sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh he he gives you kind of a a wan grin you know and, and he says uh fair question no she's uh she's been in this freezer for four years hasn't moved a muscle ned is having a hard time looking at the body uh and he probably did look away like initially as well mm -hmm. um 
but but slowly seeing especially annie openly like investigating it he's going to try and summon his courage to um to um look at her and then i think slowly recognize her as well um and who did this are you a vampire hunter so um he uh oh and by the way would this constitute a breaking point for anybody probably uh, for Ned. yeah um i feel like uh i mean yeah this is this is pretty heavy for a kid so i would say yes for I like as well see i feel like it's it's heavy enough and like God, my brain's on the baby's first dead body. Like, <laughs> not the easiest, not the easiest thing to just smooth over with a quick like. Ah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <sighs> not, not just a dead body, but a beheaded body with obvious uh, mortal wound as well. So yeah. Yeah. Well, in, in the context too, that you know, there's some conspiracy here. Yeah. It makes it real. That's yeah, true too. Yeah. Whereas, okay. where it makes sense that Annie would be like hyper focused on on the a lot of the different elements of it, I think it makes just as much sense to be like, ooh, mm, in fact, I'm gonna do my best to hold it all in right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, those of you who feel like you are experiencing a breaking point, you can roll your uh, resolve plus composure. See how you do. Uh, you get a plus one to that if your integrity is seven, which it should bloody well be. Still, yes. and I believe mm-hmm. I get a plus one uh, yes. for my pet. Mm, indeed. And yeah. So I'm going to have Annie, even though Annie's putting on a strong face, I still think this is just a lot to process. So I think it would still be a breaking point for her. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I think Nikki is like at this point got a pin out and is like holding up a, like trying to push aside her chin to look at, see if he can see like bite marks. Uh, <laughs> but you know, that's also a lot of teenage bravado. Right. right like, right, you know, it, right. it is very in keeping with a 17 year old to, mm-hmm. Like, I think he's terrified and he's just like doing this because he doesn't, he's supposed to be the weird one and he doesn't want anyone to think that he, he doesn't have it under control. Right. Absolutely. Overcompensating, really. Exactly. Okay. So it looks like everyone succeeded. No one got an exceptional. So um, everyone can choose between taking guilty, shaken, or spooked as a condition. Spooked last time, so I think I'll take shape. Mm-hmm. Good. I think I'm taking spooked. Also, um, I think he is really focusing on the fact that it's a vampire. It's not a person. It's a vampire. It's a monster. Um, and it's kind of helping him get through it. You know, mm-hmm. the weirdness of seeing. A dead person. Um, it's not a dead person. What is happening is I'm learning about vampires, not seeing a beheaded woman. Mm. Um, that's what he's trying to do right now, I think. So, yeah. 
I think I'm going to do guilty for Annie. I think that she is, um, the, she feels guilty sort of like on a third wave of processing, you know, first she's like shock. And then she's like, Oh my gosh, I think this is, you know, she gets so excited about it. And then I think she feels a little guilty afterwards. Like, wait, but this is a person. Like you're not looking, this is a person anymore. So I think it's going to be guilty. The reverse of that basically. Mm-hmm. How about Ari? I'm looking between spooked and shaken. I think, I think shaken makes more sense for him than spooked. Like, yes, it is something supernatural and unmistakably otherworldly and blah, blah, blah. But I think the core of it is, it is easy to forget that she is a vampire and that she is something else given what they are looking at. Hmm. And so I think shaken makes more sense. Yeah, David, he didn't confirm whether she was a vampire or not, right? In response to our question, all he said is that she had moved in four years. Correct. Okay. He heavily implied. Yeah. So I think at this point, Annie's going to say, okay, so even if she's not a sleeping vampire, was she a vampire before? Well, I'll put it to you this way. And he... uh, he uh, uh, reaches forward. He has, uh, you know, sort of surreptitiously slipped on a glove and uh, he reaches forward and, and tilts the head back and you see two things. You can see that she has some kind of like very dramatic looking, um, almost like burn wound or something else that's like running from her, her mouth down over her jawline, down her, her neck and throat. But um, as he tilts her head back, the jaw falls open. And sure enough, you see the prototypical vampire fangs right there, right there where the old canine should be. They are dramatic. They, it's like looking at a saber-toothed tiger. You know, they're, they're a good inch and a half long, and they look quite sharp. Elk did that to her throat. It took a lot to bring her down. I wasn't there, but I know the story. Was it Beth? No, although Beth wishes this. uh, And then he kind of lets her head fall back and he goes, this bitch was responsible for the death of over two dozen people, including one of Beth's closest. Well, are you going to share with the class? I don't want to tell you too much because I'll be honest with you kids. The reason I brought you down here, the reason I showed you all this is that I want you to understand what you're dealing with. Karen Anatos here. She, uh, she's just one of many out there and what she did to my nephew, what she did to, uh, all of her victims, the ones she killed, the ones she altered uh, for the rest of their lives, it should never be forgotten. But at the same time, people far, far better than you have died at the hands of bloodsuckers like this. I wanted to show you that vampires exist in the hope that it will convince you not to dig any further.
So you're all vampire hunters. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, me too. Beth and I, we have a history. And yeah, I think you mentioned just, that too. And I'll just tell you that that history included two other friends. There were once four of us as well. But now there are only two, if you get my meaning. But you're retired. Yes. Why do you keep the body around while you can burn it? Um, well, we can learn much about our enemies by studying them. And um, I've probably learned as much as I can, frankly from uh the specimen but um well she was my introduction to her world as well so maybe it's just a memento a trophy can't really let her go and uh he kind of strokes her hair a little tenderly very creepy little moment passes between them All right, Uncle Kurt, here's here's the thing. This stuff happened to Ken, it could happen to us too. We can't just pretend like, you know, everything is fine and there aren't any risks out there. Like, oh, you no, need to teach course. us how to protect ourselves. Like, All vampires right. are real, man. Like, this they is are a big real. deal. We can't yes. just go back to bed. <laughs> you told us there's something in our closet and we should just go to sleep. Don't worry. Look. The last Look, guy who looked at the closet died. Well, I, I, I can't sleep now. Okay. Welcome. I to understand. My I understand. <laughs> oh my god, so dramatic. I understand. It's a lot. I do, and I'm I'm here for you. You can you can call me anytime. I'll give you my card. Okay. I just don't want you to go digging any deeper into any 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 suspicions you might have i know one of your classmates went missing this week that's tragic it happens all the time there is right is it a vampire do you know anything about it i can assure yeah. you i can assure you there are no vampires in pasadena beth and i saw to that personally wait no no no, no. that that sounds like an assumption so you don't know anything about how she disappeared and you're just presuming it's not a vampire. Oh wait, wait, it's wait, not wait! Like I, the vampires I, ever happened again? What? I, I got vampires a can't move. They can't rent. They can't. Also, you you say vampire, but like if vampires exist, who say other shit doesn't exist, right? Like, Leave aliens alone, Nick. I wasn't even gonna bring up aliens. <laughs> Leave aliens, aliens out of this. <laughs> I heard that aliens are really just fairies. In a different Look, context. maybe fairies exist. I don't know. I don't know anything doesn't exist. I'm not saying anything on, 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 you know, uh, uh, for certain at this point. There is a dead corpse, frozen corpse with vampire fangs in front of me. And I'm not presuming anything is true or is not true. So, like, you're, you're I'm just saying, sir, with all due respect, you know, you, you telling me vampires doesn't exist doesn't exactly put me to aren't in Pasadena doesn't exactly put me at ease, given that it is not exactly difficult to drive from Los Angeles to Pasadena. Well, vampires there weren't do any meds in Pasadena seven years ago, okay, and now there is, <laughs> yeah. right? It was pretty easy. 
it turns out. And we don't want any more <laughs> one is enough. Tom Petty was very clear when the vampires walk back down Ventura Boulevard. That's well, that's not in Pasadena. <laughs> it was a warning to us all. Um yeah, so he he puts his hands like the kids, kids. I, I get it. I get it. I'm just telling you. This I wanted to show you this to give you some closure. This was the source of Ken's pain and torture, and it is no more. It's no more. She is dead. Vengeance has been taken. Are you gonna look into our missing friend? I have I I am in touch with the detective in charge and uh I am getting daily updates. So if if even the slightest whiff of something wrong, something off reaches me, I will let you know. Does this friend this this local police you're in touch with know about vampires? Will he recognize he the signs? No, no, he won't, but I will. Look, uh, part of part of my line of work involved uh, getting very good at sussing out the the hidden clues. When did you start hunting vampires, Uncle Kurt? Well, um, I guess that would have to be about uh, three, four years ago. Yeah. And was it because of Ken? Indirectly, yes. And you're sure this was the one that did this to him? 100%. How, how did you catch her? Oh, like I say, I wasn't present for that. Um, it was... Uh, well, it was... Uh, Ken's sister, Amy, if you must know. My niece. Oh, so a teenager like us. Uh, technically, she was 21 at the time, I believe. Huge difference, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what, whatever Look, happened to Amy, Uncle Kurt? Amy is uh, not in the country at the moment. Um, yeah. I think that's that's about all I'm allowed to tell you. Is she a hunter like you? Is she like part of like a way on like some witness protection thing? Like, what do you mean? That's all you can tell us. She is a hunter. Yes. Um, she's not like me. Well, I have even more questions now. <laughs> that cleared up. Exactly zero, thank you. Net zero. <laughs> net zero. Uh, not net zero. Net. No, zero. no. Um, okay. Um, questions you're probably not going to answer for us. <laughs> I, uh, I I can only tell you so much. It's it's true. Um, there's there's another thing at play here, which is that the more you know, the more you're putting yourselves in danger. So a little knowledge is a dangerous thing, but a lot of knowledge can be deadly. If I may coin a phrase. My parents always told me knowledge would set us free. 
Um, in death, there is freedom. So, yeah. It's not the most encouraging thing you've said all day. <laughs> but not the least either. <laughs> um, trust me, I, um, I'm looking out for you. And I don't want you to get... I want you to be able to protect yourselves because you found some things out and we can't undo that. So, you know... What kind of weaponry can we protect ourselves with? Well, very good. Yes. Excellent question. So uh, you'll see here the body beheaded with a hole in the chest. You're probably thinking, oh, they must have staked her in the heart. You would be 100% right. However... Um, what we have learned is that a stake through a vampire's heart merely immobilizes them. It does not destroy them uh, or or kill them, if you will. Um, the only things that will seem to do that is a beheading or a fire or, of course, the sun. Uh, forget anything you know about all the Hollywood bullshit. Uh, garlic, no. Holy symbols, no. Um, running water, piece of cake. Vampires uh, fear the sun. They fear fire. They fear the blade. That's about it. Do they uh, sleep during the day? Um, that we don't know for sure. Obviously, they go to ground during the day uh, to avoid the sun. But whether they quote-unquote sleep we're not sure so you could be a vampire right now because we've only seen you indoors during the day i'll walk well, into you your just car. Said yes right <laughs> yeah exactly i'll You're walk into gonna... your car if it would help you feel any better and he's not gonna go ah you caught me on that one <laughs> <laughs> i'm just trying to figure it out <laughs> okay all right, I, I can't make you any promises. I think. Well, okay. If you if you were in our position, what would you do? Honestly. Well, I was in your position once. And what uh, did you do? Well, at first I went into some pretty steep denial, but then I realized that I Did could that. use my position to uh, help uh, Amy, which I did. And in the course of helping her over time, picked up a few, uh, you know, tricks, you might say, tricks of the trade. Um, then I met Beth again through our mutual work and uh, learned that she was a hunter like Amy. And um, it was really Beth who, who sort of got me into active work, if you will. Um, but you have to understand I've had training. I have gone to the range. I've learned to shoot. I've learned to take care of myself. You kids are still in high school, you know, please, you have to understand it's, you would just be mincemeat in front of one of these things. Well, 
I took karate in sixth grade <laughs> and Taekwondo in seventh. This, this is literally what Nick is doing behind. Uh, he's he's putting his face in his hands right behind. Yeah, and, and I'm a witch. <sighs> so Kurt's Kurt's reaction to the karate thing is actually more sort of incredulous than Annie saying she's a witch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, no. like when she says she's a witch, he, he, it's almost like there's this moment where he's almost like, you know, oh, for real? Uh, <laughs> well, I've always wanted to meet one of those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I had a contact once who was a witch. Um, But, uh, but yeah, so he, he just kind of, you know, gives Ned a smile and uh and he says i'm sure you can all take care of yourselves under the current circumstances just don't go digging any further okay wait wait i have one more question are sure. you trying to dissuade us because we're on to something and i don't mean like historical i mean we're on i think i think there's something that's now and i i think that you're trying to get us off the trail because we wouldn't be in danger just to know stuff. I, I think so. She starts kind of building up and getting a little mm. frazzled as it mm. all kind of hits her. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So he puts a calming hand out and he says, "Uh, he says, trust me. If if I thought you were that close to anything, we wouldn't just be having this friendly conversation in a morgue over a frozen vampire corpse." Um, I'd be getting you the hell out of here, just like I, I did for Kurt and my brother and I my sister-in-law. Yes. So I get that you want us to stay off, blah blah blah, too dangerous, etc., etc., etc. Not to be insulting, just we've all discussed this. Why did Beth tell us to go look at the video if you want us to stay away? Because to me, that seems like Beth is trying to tell us to go further. And I'm getting kind of a mixed message thing here. Okay. Wow. You kids are very observant. Um, yes, I think we've we've had uh, quite enough of the, all this. And so he, he kind of slides the gurney back into the freezer with a little bit of force, you know. And, uh, and he says, let's just say Beth and I don't always see eye to eye, okay? And then he slams the freezer door shut, you know, and like padlocks it again. I, and, I'm uh, sorry. That's a fair answer. I wasn't trying to bring up any bad memories or anything. Yeah. How do well, we get she, in touch with Beth? Uh, I'd rather you didn't. Uh, He's so, not going to tell us that. Yeah. Just, be, sure and, be sure and stop into the gift shop on your way out. Okay. I've, I've got some cleaning up in here. I have to do, but here, and he kind of like, you know, gets his card out of his, out of his uh, shirt pocket and, you know, his hands are shaking a little bit. He's like, here, here. And he shoves a card into each of your hands and he says, just give me a call. If you, if you see anything weird. Okay. Don't, don't go after it yourselves. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It was Uncle a pleasure Kurt. talking hey, hey, to you. And Uncle <laughs> Kurt, please, if you hear anything about our friend, could you let us know, please? Yeah, even if it's nothing, we're just worried about her. Of course. No. And, and honestly, even set our mind, it used to know that there wasn't any vampires involved. I promise you, there are no vampires in Pasadena. Would you tell us if there were? I would. Okay. I am. Right, well, well, can I do? Can I roll to see if I think he's telling the truth just based on his body language? 
Sure, absolutely. Or rather, more accurately, does he think he's telling the truth? Does he think he's, yeah, exactly, right, yeah. right. Um, wits plus sympathy? Sure. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I'll go ahead and spend a willpower. I'm actually pretty invested in this. Okay. Uh, questioning authority, questioning potential authority for conspiracy kind of the control field. Nice. Uh, one success. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, he certainly seems seems to think that's true. Okay. Okay. So I guess the main question is, do you go to the gift shop? Oh God, absolutely. <laughs> I think so. Without question. 100%. Can't not. <laughs> I'm operating the assumption that the gift shop is like sacred neutral territory for all supernatural beings of Los Angeles. No one's touching shit in the gift shop. <laughs> yeah, it's neutral ground. You know, you can meet your your blood rival there, and nothing will happen. Because it's because no one wants to mess up the fact that there's coroner's office has a fucking gift shop. It's just too delightfully weird. <laughs> it's too good. It's too perfect. so. Don't you ruin this rust pie. <laughs> While we're in the gift shop, I think Annie's going to try to huddle with the group and say, so I think we need to find Beth's phone number. 100%. And oh, yeah, I think totally. the way we do that is we need to get, one of us needs to get Detective Patterson out of his office while others are in there and we can look because he's got to have it written down someplace, right? I can do that, but not tonight. I mean, Beth... Beth knows we hang out at the coffee shop. She saw us there. Even better. That's true. And he, he said she was an EMT. I mean, do you think we could use that? He said he works with her. So what? maybe we could, there's like a directory. We could find, see if there's a Beth on the directory. Oh, yeah. I can totally do that tonight. Not a bad idea. I don't know about you, but I don't want to just like walk away from this. Like I want... I mean, we're I just starting to give answers, and, and and I think that he's wrong. I think there is a vampire in Pasadena. I don't necessarily know if it's a vampire, but there is definitely something in Pasadena. He thinks it's not a vampire, but there's a monster in Pasadena. I remain I remain uncertain what the specific monster is until I have more information. I say well, we do our best to find out what happened to her, and. If it turns out it's a vampire, then we'll we're at least better equipped now than we were yesterday. Yeah, and then we'll just go tell him that he's wrong, give him proof, and then let him take care of it. And bet. But we also need to find out about the rats, right? That's yeah, right. Exactly. And I think we don't ask Uncle Kurt, I think we ask Beth that about the rats. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Should I get this notebook? It's got skulls on it. <laughs> he, this, this is him covering up the fact that he's actually like shaking inside. It's like, no, yeah. I'm so nonchalant. I actually yeah, care yeah. more about this notebook. Cool, cool. <laughs> All right. So, sounds like you're going to frequent the coffee shop hoping to run into Beth. Otherwise, worst comes to worst, you're going to try and uh, run a caper on Uncle Kurt, basically, and get into his Rolodex. Yeah. I mean, that's that that to me is like, so for me, this is, if I may, step one, see if she meets us at the coffee shop because she knows we're there. Uh, right. Step two, I was going to try and hack into the uh, local EMT directory 
uh, and see if I could pull a list of bets and then use that information to like cross-reference, you know, uh, you know, use that information to kind of like see if I can narrow down the list and get a phone number. Cause mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to have something if I'm God damn it. Um, and then the three, <laughs> I would say is pull the caper, but that seems to be by far the most risky option. Yes. Yes. Oh yes. We, we could also have just try calling hacking. a couple. We could try calling a couple of the paramedics or, or like the fire stations and ask and say, Hey, you know, my, my grandmother was really helped by this really nice EMT bath and she wants to send her a present. Is there, is, is this the right one? Is there a bath that works there? Right. So, uh, well, I can narrow, I can at least get us the list of stations that have a Beth attached to it. And that would narrow down our search field considerably. Hmm. Cool. And then I, and then I think whoever it is, we send them like a flower with a note card that says, that has like vampire teeth on it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> nice. All right. So, um, so yeah, so you depart the coroner's building. Um, you know, it's uh, late afternoon, early evening. Uh, this being November, the sun is beginning to set. Getting on for twilight. And uh, yeah, you drive in, driving back from, you know, downtown LA. And um, why don't we, why don't we have uh, Nick make a... Um, make a perception roll here i can do that uh two successes all right so you know you're driving along uh you've transitioned off the five onto the two and it starts to dawn on you that there's a a truck that's kind of been on your tail literally since leaving the coroner's building hey guys don't look back and react but we're being tailed by a truck are we talking about like a bigger truck or like a pickup truck it's a it's a like a 70s f-150 so kind of kind of chunky chunky pickup truck not a toyota by any means can we see the driver like through our our mirrors like i don't want to turn around but like if i look through like the rearview mirror or the side mirror can we get a look at the driver? Oh, let me look at the map here and see which which direction the sun's hitting me hitting y'all here. So <laughs> that is commitment. I love it. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, Google Maps exists. I'm gonna use it. Uh let's see. But be on the left because it's in the afternoon and we're heading north on the five. So yeah, yeah you're kind of you let's see, but you're okay. So actually, sorry, I said the five to the two. I meant five to the one ten. Uh, oh, no, no, no. You went to the two. You went to the two. So the two is going to be heading northeast at the moment. So the sun's kind of coming in on an oblique angle. Uh, so I'm going to say at the moment, uh, no, because it's sort of reflecting across the windshield. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a beat up truck. It's, um, you know, got most of its, uh, paint is worn off down to the primer a lot of rusted chrome and you know just it looks pretty pretty unsavory and it's tailing you pretty closely like maybe a car length or two back okay i have an idea what is who, it who had get in a chase as an aspiration <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to cut across the traffic and suddenly exit without signaling. Okay. Okay. That's certainly an idea. (laughs) To be clear, I just for everyone, he's anyone running. I have no dots in drive. Oh, right. right. No. (laughs) Does does he get a a plus one modifier because he's a teenager and that's totally a teenager move? Oh, I totally did that. I, I I once cut cut across four lanes of traffic, but it was to get to a Carl's Jr. So, <laughs> well, also so, teenage move. Uh, yes. For the audience, uh, explaining my thought process, my first thought was actually let's pull into a drive-through and see if they follow us. But then I decided this was much more impulsive and much more fun. Speaking nice. of which, I would like to argue for my vice impulsive. Uh, getting, oh yeah, and getting my willpower point back. Definitely. Absolutely. Okay. So we are attempting a drive roll unskilled. So that'll be your dex minus one. Uh, and I'm going to spend the uh, willpower I just gave back. Because I would hope yeah, so. I, call. I feel I'd be on the alternative. <laughs> I think failing on this one might kill us. I'll end this campaign real quick. <laughs> Uh, no successes whatsoever. Oh, Lord. Okay. And I will give your pursuer a roll. They do have dots in driving. Okay. So we've got one, two, and then a 10 again. Jesus. New interface. All right. So two successes on that. So yeah, it's it, it's almost as if they knew you were going to do that, and they just like move right with you, you know. <laughs> are, are we going to enter in uh, chase rules, or I if you if you want this to be a chase, we can make it be a chase. If you want to pull over, or, you know, I don't know. Oh, I'm absolutely not pulling over. There's no way okay. this happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, my goal, my goal, as much as possible, is to get a look at who's. So whenever the light is right, I want to get a look at the driver because I'm wondering if it's bad. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, so let's see. You just you just hit a random exit. So uh, we'll say you come out onto Eagle Rock Boulevard in Eagle Rock. Uh, I know where is, we are. Yeah, it's not. You're near the grave of Walt Disney, according to this map. So well, uh, actually, if I may, uh, this yes. is actually where the Dead Gamer Society used to meet many uh, years oh, ago. Uh, not, not we don't do there anymore, but that was actually one of our original meeting places. Was on Eagle Rock Boulevard. Wonderful. Yeah. Love that. Um, but yeah, I think this is this the Hollywood Forever? No, Forest Lawns. Forest Lawn. It's Forest Lawns right by my yeah. house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're not far from Forest Lawn. Um and uh yeah, so we want to do a chase. I say how viable a strategy is shining a flashlight in their eyes. I don't know if I have a bright enough flashlight. Yeah, to... you'd need one of those ones that has like the giant <laughs> like, battery yeah. on it, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a pocket flashlight, I don't think will do the job. Um, But yeah, so I'll say even though you failed that role, we can, if you want to chase, uh, we'll give you the edge. I mean, I and... I don't want to take it away from LU. We said it as an aspiration. I feel that would be very no, no. Terrible. This counts for me. This, I'm 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 fine. Oh, yeah. I just wanted uh, that that the action of a chase, not necessarily to to be the one running it. You know, so. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, all right, so you got the edge. You don't have driving, so I'm I'm assuming you're going to want to try try something else. What do you want to try? Maybe me, a streetwise. The yeah, streetwise. I do have streetwise. Um, I would say, yeah, that's my best option. All of my higher skills, I just cannot realistically convince you that I, I can't real realistically say would help here. Uh, so yeah, streetwise. It's it's more about my knowledge of uh, the terrain and the. Uh, uh, you know, in the, that LA manner of kind of knowing the shortcuts, knowing where this is going to dead into a one way to try and pull mm. them via, uh, uh, pull them via, uh, traffic, less via like actual, like heady punching it real hard. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now that you're on surface streets, it's more of a, more of, right. a, more of a thinking man's game. Exactly. Like, I, I was actually going to argue for intelligence plus streetwise, because I'm trying to, like, you know, this is pre-GPS, so I'm actually, I'm relying entirely on my ability to remember uh, the uh, the uh, layout of everything. Okay. Cool. Um, so intelligence plus streetwise. Okay. Um, let's see. That's fine. I'll match that. I'll go with that too. It's not as big of a pool as as my drive uh, Dex plus drive, but uh, well, we're we're on street. That's that's the best problem with driving on the surface roads, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. All right, roll mine here. All right, that's one success for me. That's three successes for me. Okay, <laughs> nice. All right, so um, so yeah, you do actually manage to uh, kind of lose them a couple times, and then they'll come around the corner. But you you got like about a block, a city block on them, I'd say at this point. Uh, Annie, you're trying to see into the truck while Nick is trying to get away from it. So um, you can do a perception roll, but let's say you would need um, three successes to to get a good look. Okay. Wow. Wow. Holy crap. <laughs> so for our listeners at home, I rolled five dice and got six successes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. Okay. So uh, obviously on one of the turns, um, the the truck turns, you know, right into the sun in a, in a way that just illuminates the cab, basically. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, you see it's a, a younger woman with short blonde hair. Um, she's wearing aviator uh, sunglasses, so it's not, you know, not how you saw Beth at the coffee shop, but you are 99% sure that's her. Wait, guys, 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 it's Beth. It's Beth. I saw her. Wait. Okay, if it's Beth. We're going to have to impress her, okay? <laughs> to convince us, convince her that we're up to this. It's not going to convince her if we get arrested for speeding. I'm not speeding. He <laughs> says as he does a rolling stop through the uh, four-way stop. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> that wasn't speeding. It was a California roll. <laughs> Uh, so Nick, what do you want to do? Uh, do you want to do another, another chase round or, uh, take Annie at her word? I'm going to drive to a public place. Mm. 
if that makes sense. Like, I, you know, I don't know if we're near, like, I don't think we're near the coffee shop, but like, you know, a burger joint, someplace where like, we will talk to her, but while people are around us. Let's say, um, yeah, you see a, you see a sign for Angel's Tijuana Tacos up ahead. Love it. I need me some Al Pastor. That's right. Justice. <laughs> I need El Pastor and answers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, um, so you pull into the uh, parking lot of this little taco stand, and uh, you know uh, it's kind of early dinner time. So there's you know a small small gathering of folks already. Uh, definitely public enough. And um, and then the truck comes rumbling into the parking lot and uh, pulls into a parking space a couple away from you. And you hear the you hear the uh, engine shut off and a little bit of engine knock following it. And then the the door uh, kind of rustily wrenches open and uh, yeah, out steps uh, Beth from the coffee shop. I'm going to jump out of the car and just march straight up to her okay. and say, are you going to teach us how to kill vampires or not? <laughs> so she gives you a little lopsided grin and, uh, and she says, um, she says, I can definitely show you a few things. Good. Cause uncle Kurt is not being helpful. And frankly, I don't think he's right. I think there are vampires in Pasadena. Might be werewolves or something else, he says from the car. <laughs> Assumptions, so, faulty data. <laughs> so she um, she says, "Yeah, uh, Kurt and I don't don't exactly see eye to eye on this one. Um, I think uh, I think you're in it now, and um, and you deserve to know, and you deserve to be uh, prepared." That's why I told him. I'm sitting on like the trunk of the car now. Like I hopped up on the trunk. <laughs> All right. So we are going to unlock your next tactic here. Hey. And then we'll take a short break Bling. and then we will continue. Um, so, um, yeah. So your next tactic, fittingly for this this little spirited chase is called Adrenaline Surge. Adrenaline Rush, excuse me, not Adrenaline Surge. That's why it wouldn't come up. Okay, Adrenaline Rush. Um, so basically what this does is it allows you uh, to ignore um, uh, wound penalties. Um, and you do it, and I just thought this would be particularly good for Nick and, and Ned in particular. Um, you pump each other up beyond reason, as it says, to push mm -hmm. yourselves past your usual limitations and banish fear for a time. Secondary actors enact a ritual of sorts. The primary actor leads it. It could be a literal rite with focusing chants and blessings of aid, or it could be more akin to a football team's pregame traditions or a little of both. Um, so yeah, it's primary actor roles, presence plus expression, secondary uh, roles, resolve plus empathy if you're doing a pump up or a resolve plus a cult if you're doing a right. 
<clears throat> and if on a success, um, you don't fall unconscious if your health box is filled with bashing damage and you don't suffer any wound penalties uh, for the next full scene. You gain successes. Uh, oh, and then everyone gains successes on the primary actor's role as a bonus to all resistance traits for the purpose of resisting actions or supernatural powers that would inflict fear or cause you to question yourselves. Ooh. Nice. Awesome. Like now, if you fail, uh, you are high on danger and you work yourselves into a frenzy, losing your better instincts and the rush of adrenaline and suffer the insane tilt for the next full scene. <laughs> oh, no. So. Um, okay, and I will post those details to the Discord. All right, so uh, we will take a little break on that as Beth gives you all a sort of Cheshire cat smile and uh, perhaps tells you a thing or two about vampires in the parking lot of On Hill's Tijuana Tacos. Hell yeah. Like Van Helsing did. <laughs> Just like Van Helsing. Yes. God, straight out of Dracula. <laughs> Except that Van Helsing didn't have Al Pastor when he did it. No. <laughs> he was in Victorian London, so he had to eat with the worst food imaginable. <laughs> he had eel pies. Okay. All right. We are back and we were in the <clears throat> parking lot of the Takaria. So, um, so the question was to Beth, are you going to teach us how to kill a vampire? So she gives you a little smile and she says, uh, what do you want to know? Everything, anything. Are there just they- vampires? Are there other stuff? How did you kill that vampire? What weapons should we use? Can they turn into rats? Turn into swarms of rats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big one. Um, yes. Um, seemingly yes. I I've seen. I haven't seen. I haven't seen rats, but I did see one turn into a wolf once, and um, and it's it's not unusual also for vampires to have animals around them that they've, um somehow gotten into their thrall. Okay. So then that definitely means that uh, that there is probably a vampire. If, if rats aren't off the table, then there is a vampire in Pasadena. Yeah. Oh, you Haunting think so? house parties. Hunting house parties. <laughs> at and at Ken's former house, there was some like rat creature thing that was in the basement. And then later on rats like flooded the whole party. Yeah. Ken Patterson. Okay. An ungodly amount of rats. Literally ungodly. Hmm. Well, that definitely sounds suspicious. We can't say it's a vampire for sure, but um Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, of course. Um, it's it's only a fair trade, Beth, because you're going to let us know things too. So we're happy to share what we know. Quid pro quo. <laughs> he is <laughs> hoping he said that right. Yeah. He's like, okay. Am I <laughs> using that correctly? <laughs> All right. She says, uh, she says, of course, why don't we get some food? 
we'll talk. And uh, so cut to all of you seated around one of those circular plastic tables with the circular plastic bench and the plastic uh, umbrella overhead, um, you know, illuminated by the, the fluorescent lights that surround the taco stand. Uh, the sun has gone down. It is now early evening. And uh, Beth is saying in between bites of her taco, um, um, vampires fear the sun. They don't much like, uh, they don't much even care for this time of night either. They like to be nice and dark before they come out. It can be hard to tell a vampire sometimes. Some of them are deathly pale, but others swear they're alive, rosy cheeked, shimmering eyes. Some of them can even pretend to be human. Vampires, well, vampires' uh, internal organs are all shriveled. Their stomachs, tiny little things. They can't really eat. Some can, though. Human food, I mean. Most vampires drink blood. Some tear chunks of flesh off their victims. Some can grow claws. What about Some mind turn control? Is that real? Some, that is very real. That is all too real. <clears throat> she looks around a bit. She says, um, Kurt, De Detective Patterson, he's all right. You can trust him, but they've got a lot of the police under their control. <laughs> Don't go to the authorities, no matter what you do, unless you know for a fact you can trust them. When you say they have them under their control, you mean they're paying them or control how controlling them? I mean, controlling them. They've got them hypnotized, I guess, would be the best word for it. Um, they don't even really realize what they're doing. And then they've got their servants. They've got these, these traitors who sell out the rest of humanity for a little bit of power. Like Renfield in the book. Exactly. That's what I like to call them, actually. I call them Renfields. By the way, I, I Nick is taking notes. It is brand new skull notebook, which he has decided nice. is going to be his monster hunter journal. <laughs> um. So to answer your question, best way to kill them: throw them out into the sun. They burn up real quick. If it's nighttime, you got to use your own fire. Um, some, some of my cohort, they like to carry around a sword or an ax. I find that to be a little dramatic. I, um, but taking their heads off, that will do the trick. Staking them will at least calm them down for a little while. Calm them down? Okay. So to speak. I, I they can't, can't move. 
yeah, they can't move. They can't do talk. They can't do anything. Uh, no, you can't I, do that to a person. How, how do you, how do you, how do we confirm it? You know? Ah, uh, now you've uh, put your finger on it. Um, it takes practice. I have, uh, I have some methods of my own. And uh, she's almost sort of unconsciously like runs her hand along the back of her neck. And um, I'll say, uh, Ari, you're sitting closest to her on that side. And you can see what looks like a, like a nicotine patch, like stuck to the back of her neck. I want to make note of that. I'm not going to mention anything right now because it mm-hmm. would be, it's rude to point, but <laughs> also because like, frankly, as forthcoming as she has been, it has not been about anything super personal. Right. And so it's, there's a risk of losing what access to information we have if we start getting too pointed and too personal. And I'd rather us get as much as we can first and then be like, so about that other thing. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, she says, uh, she says, you got to be careful. You don't want The last thing you want to do is, is kill an innocent person. I don't need to tell you that. Have you killed an innocent person? So far, I've been lucky. I haven't. I came close once, but what I want to tell you, though, is if you stake a vampire, they might look like they're dead. They might look like they're immobilized. They can hear everything that's going on around them. So do what you got to do, but don't don't talk about anything sensitive. If you're around a staked vampire, I had to learn that one the hard way, too. Look, um, did Kurt give you his business card? He did. Okay, so she motions, like, hand him over. Um, I'm going to look at it and memorize it and then hand it over. <laughs> she uh, pulls a little big pen out of her pants pocket, flips the card over and writes a number down and a couple letters. She hands all the cards back. She says, that's my pager number. If you ever get any trouble, you think you might um, need some help, or if you get any hot leads, like this uh, situation at the Patterson house, just page me at that number, put in that code, and you, you look down as uh, the letter V twice, right? And I'll know what I'll know what it's about. I'll call you back. Is it just vampires? Anything suspicious, anything weird. No, no, I mean, it's just vampires that are real. Oh. Um, well, there's a lot of stuff out there. I happen to specialize in vampires, but I've seen some other things that I can't really explain very well. Well, I, I want to figure out what this rat thing was, and 
it could be connected to our friend disappearing. So I think we should look into that next. Our, our, where, where can we learn more about different types of monsters, Bob? I mean, I, I wish I could tell you there's some kind of central repository of knowledge. There really isn't. Um, we're all out here just trying our best to get by. Um, I, I do have some some contacts with a larger organization, but um, well, it's not for me to 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 say whether or not you know uh, to put you in contact with them. But um, I'll see what I can do. Can you lend okay. me a steak? We can make <laughs> steaks. <laughs> yeah, any of you in woodshop? It's real easy. You okay? You're right. <laughs> but sure, I've got a duffel bag in my truck, and I should be some lighter fluid and keep it in your <laughs> yeah. trunk. Lighter fluid is also a good idea. But I should be moving along. I have a rendezvous later tonight. And um, again, just if anything comes up, just page me. I'll help you. Okay, I appreciate your help. So she uh, she walks walks you back to your car, and then you know retrieves her duffel bag. You can hear it, you know, the sort of wooden clinking sound coming from inside. And she reaches in and pulls out a, a fistful of steaks. You know, they're just simple simple wooden dowels that have been sharpened. Um, she says, um, I would advise you to just practice with these, uh, maybe create a little target, little cardboard target that you can practice on. It's surprisingly difficult to drive one of these into somebody's chest. So you at least want to get your aim right. Gotcha. And, uh, Ned's voice is a little deeper right now, you know, and he's saying, <laughs> <laughs> all right then <laughs> absolutely <laughs> all right and uh with a little nod a little grim smile she uh she turns and gets in her truck fires it up and drives off There's definitely a beat before Ori just turns to everyone and is like, this is, this is crazy, right? I'm not saying it's not real. I'm just saying it's crazy, right? Oh, it's crazy. Okay. You're asking yeah. absolutely the wrong person that question. Fair. <laughs> I don't know why you all keep doing this. Also, <laughs> Beth had something going on on her neck. Not like a bite, like a, like a patch, like a... Like, you know when someone smokes way too much and they're trying to cut it out? Like one of those patches? Yeah, my dad... Mom made my dad quit that when my sister was born. Yes. He used them. Same vibe. How how big was it? Um, Yeah, it was was about... About the size like a regular post-it note. You know, like... One by two. I don't know. I do like the kind of making a box with my with my uh pointer and thumb just kind of about yay big so so big enough to cover up a bite wound 
Possibly. I mean, it was it was kind of on on the back of her neck, like on the like near the spine. Oh, Let's not yeah. jump to any conclusions. Maybe it's like an anti-vampire patch, you know, makes her blood taste bad or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's not. He kind of, hang on. He, gra- he grabs, um, he, uh, he grabs, um, who would he grab? Uh, uh, Ned, Ned. Probably Ned, yeah. He grabs Ned and, like, tries to see how easy it is to get your mouth to the back of the <laughs> neck. And he's just like, nah, nah, it's not going to work. That's, it's, it's out of my school. Dude, what the hell? Science. I almost taekwondo'd you. <laughs> Isn't that with like kicking? How would you do that? I'm behind you. Real flip flips involved. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, Ari, I see you have a dot in medicine. Um, give me oh, a wit. Give me a wits plus medicine roll, please. Is this worth the willpower? Mm. Ah, not for this. No successes. So yeah, you, you, there's you know no conclusions to be drawn from the location of its placement or anything, as far as you know, as far as you know. Like my general thought process: if, if it's near the spine, assuming that it is something that is just skin based, cool. And if it has any sort of element that pierces, hopefully it's not on her spine, but otherwise that's a, probably about where it ends. It's like, eh? Although, out of character, it'd be fascinating because forearm and thigh generally are better if you've got something that you need to apply topically. Very true. Not forearm, sorry, upper arm and thigh are both. Oh, right good for for skin application of things but I don't know that he would necessarily know that because I don't know that he would have anything that he would have had to apply in that manner so yeah indeed alright well what's the next move um we finished our tacos we finish our tacos, obviously. Okay. Well, about what time is it now? Oh, it's it's uh, definitely past dinner time. I mean, it's probably seven-ish. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely starting to get late enough that it's probably not the best idea to be openly talking about, like, vampires and shit. Yeah. What, what do we tell our parents? We're working on a group project for one of our classes. It's easy. Everyone, everyone goes for it. Love it. Classic. We can we can even coordinate two separate classes. So like each of us is partnered up with two separate classes. So it's not just like, oh, look, you all happen to be working on the same group project. And if we end up getting our details a little mixed up. Oh, no, sorry. That's the other group we're hanging with. Right. You're a genius. I have done this too much. Well, I know I really want to find out about the rats. So I'm going to try to go into my my chat group tonight, my Wiccan chat group, and find out if if they can point me to anything that, you know, different options is we don't want to assume it's a vampire. Right. 
um, for, for what the rat thing could be. And, and I think we need to go all in on this because I don't know if we really have much of a lead with, um, uh, with, uh, with the, there was a Jen who disappeared. Oh, wasn't that Jenna? Uh, Jenna. Yeah, it was Jenna. It's Jenna. Yeah, Jenna. Yeah. Yeah. So Jenna's Jenna... best friend in class. Uh, she, wasn't she the first, as I recall, uh, no one wanted to talk to her because there right. was a rumor that she had been You're... pregnant. That's right. Mm-hmm. And Annie, Annie kind of stood up for her. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So me. Um, so you, what? yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, not some other Annie. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think we have better leads on, on the rats until something comes up with Jenna. So we hear more. And what's the likelihood that rats are going to invade a teenage party and then Jenna suddenly vanishes right after that. I mean, I, I, it just feels like it's got to be connected. And yes, I know there's no truth, Nick. Oh, no, no. This is connected. What are you talking about? I'm just saying we don't know that this that they're vampires. All right, well. Yeah, I say we we go all in on, on the rats. See what We'll need to, we couldn't really, I guess there were fumigating, but, um, well, what other, what other avenues of inquiry do we have? He's using a lot of big words now. Um, (laughs) uh, do we have, I mean, well, Nick and I can both research in our groups tonight. And then I think tomorrow we could uh, maybe see, I think we should go back to the house either way and, you know, yeah. open up the open up the tent and if it seems like it's safe to go in, we go in. We look around, we gather clues. I think, uh, you know, and then maybe check in with Beth. All right, yeah, it sounds like a plan. So as a player, I'm trying to set up for us to use our profiling tactic to profile this monster tomorrow and nice. tonight and tomorrow. And Ned will be practicing steak strikes tonight. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Um, all right. So everyone disperses back to their homes. You provide your alibis. And um, for uh, Nick... There's an additional little surprise, I guess, waiting at home. Um, uh, your father actually points it out to you, and he says, um, "says uh, Nick, um, uh, just one moment. I um, this came for you in the mail today. I uh, I don't know who it's from. It doesn't appear to have actually been mailed." Um, at least I think it's for you. And uh, it, it, it looks like one of your computer things. And he hands, he holds out this uh, envelope towards you. And it's got your, uh, one of you, I don't know if you use the same screen name on all the BBSs you're on, but it's one of your screen names at the very least. I, I mean, for, for 
fact, he probably shouldn't, but for narrative ease, let's just go with yes, because otherwise I'm going to have to remember 15 different screen names. I really don't want to do that. Right. <laughs> uh, probably something something involving graves, since that's your, uh, oh, that's your yeah. deepest Absolutely. wish, is that people will call you graves. Yes. Um, so, um, but yeah, it's, it's written in this... Um, this kind of like very um like finishing school level handwriting you know like mm-hmm. very precise handwriting and um but other than that it doesn't have any postage on it it doesn't have a return address and and your dad says i think it was just slipped into the mailbox oh maybe i mean i do talk to people at bbs's Sometimes they send me games. Like, remember that guy sent me that game? Right. Okay. Not sure I'm comfortable with the idea of these people knowing where we live, Nick. I don't tell them that, Dad. That's so I'm, I'm a little unnerved by that myself. I, I gave him a P.O. box before. I see. Hmm. You know, I do my accounting on that computer. I don't want them hacking into my bank account. Yeah, what what do you do your accounting on my computer? I I made it for me. <laughs> Remember, it was like a whole afternoon. It was very meaningful to me, Dad. We built the computer together. <laughs> well, the the other one isn't powerful enough to run the accounting software. We we you know. Okay, it's fair. Nevertheless, uh, just. <sighs> Try and be more careful is what I'm asking. I, I promise. All right, so I, I, I head upstairs. I, I hop on a, horror, I, a random horror movie from like a stack of constantly rotating blockbuster video tapes that I have. <laughs> um, uh, I, I pet my cat and I open this thing up. Okay. So it is uh, it is stuffed with uh, uh, clippings from newspapers, and there are recent ones, and there are older ones, um, and so yeah, it's um, so yes, it's uh, it's it's clippings regarding um, Mistress Black, and uh, there's also this. Um, listing for the Patterson house, apparently. Oh. That's what, oh, and that's when I see the A Star is Reborn thing, don't I? Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, shit. So, yeah, so this is uh, from, let's see, it's the, what is today? The second. So this is from a couple weeks ago, just a couple weeks ago, and it's a, uh, uh, from the Pasadena Star Tribune, I think. Um, and it's just a, a little little item about um, sightings of uh, the late great Mistress Black, a.k.a. Karen Anatos, fixture of local TV scene in the 80s, uh, been putting in, in appearances all over town. Speculation that this may be some sort of publicity stunt. And um, otherwise, yeah, just kind of a little gossipy blind item. All right. Um, I, uh, 
I'm going to because I, I, I as we established, I am shaken, so I'm going to spend the the evening with uh, my cat Claudia Black, uh, Claudia Grant. <laughs> sorry, that's a different nerdy reference. Um, Claudia Grant um, to to recover that plus one uh, to generation roll. All right, and um, other than that. We'll go ahead to the next morning. Jenna is still missing. When you all arrive at school. And um, other than that, not a whole lot else going on during the school day, unless you want to make it so. Mm, no, I'm, I'm willing to pass forward. Speaking just for me. I'm willing to yeah. fast forward to the dramatic reveal of the coffee shop. Keep <laughs> <laughs> doing uh, this. Yeah. Oh, actually, there, there propose... is. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to propose, actually, that rather than meeting at the coffee shop, we go to my place. Um, I'm close to Ken's house, so we could walk over to Ken's house from there to investigate. I also want to go home to check to see if anyone responded to my posts from last night about the rats. Um, and then, you know, also my parents are both working, so. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one other thing uh, at school, which is that uh, Ned, you found in your locker uh invitation to a party uh this saturday it's uh looks like looks like it has the makings of some kind of a you know what they call a rave these days a little little underground dance party situation going on um on sunset boulevard actually put on by uh some you know dj set called the drazzle sisters and um, mm-hmm. and um, even though Halloween has passed, this appears to have a distinctly sort of like ghoulish theme to it. Okay. Um, uh, do I know the location? Like, do I am I familiar with the location? Mm, not really, unless you would have a, a reason to to know about you know locations on not Sunset really. Boulevard. Yeah. No, he wouldn't. Um, okay, uh, cool. I'm going to immediately, a little suspicious now, um, not suspicious, but over cautious now, ask around if anyone knows any good parties this weekend, just to see if who, who's got their ear on the pulse, you know, is it just yeah. me? You know, is it, is everyone going, is it just the popular kids, which of course would include me, um, of course. makes perfect sense, but. Uh, <laughs> um so so yeah uh stony knows about it he's gonna go um and uh amistista amistista uh she knows about it and is planning on going um and also uh lauren um is um interested okay. as well cool 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 might go. Right. She's a maybe. She's a maybe. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um. 
I'll mention it. Mm -hmm. All right. So we are at Annie's house. Uh, Annie, you you put some word out on the on the boards. So um, I don't know. Let's see. You have computer, right? Or no, you don't. You don't have computer. <laughs> but you do have you do have your mentor. You do have your mentor. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. All right. So I would say then uh, that yeah, you got some information back. So you were asking about uh, what in particular? What were you trying to find out? Um, I wanted to know references to um, things that control rats, like uh, supernatural creatures. Um, mm. uh, things associated with the rats, um, you know, and particularly things that can cause rats to swarm and everything else. And I'll say, and not just vampires. <laughs> not just vampires. Okay. Um, all right. So, yeah, you got some good information back. Most of it has to do with vampires, uh, particularly like medieval vampire myths. Um, when they were more of a, uh, you know, representation of plague and and uh, pestilence, and um, but you know, there's some other there's some other theories, um, you know, in terms of like demons, uh, rats sort of being like, you know, manifestations of demonic activity, perhaps, um, or. Uh, also like just rats in and of themselves like not necessarily being controlled but just being like um like even in a non-supernatural sense just being associated with um sort of places of evil or you know places where the boundaries between our world and the, the other side are very thin well so i'll i'll kind of document all of that uh, so that way we can refer back to it. All right, and and then I'll you know in the meantime I'll, I'll get everyone sodas. I'll go check on on that, and then I'll come back out and be like, all right, so what do we know? Here's here's some suggestions I got online. Did you find out anything, Nick? He dramatically pulls the article <laughs> out of his notebook, unfolds it, and puts it down in front of everybody. This is the uh, Star is Reborn article. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wait, so she's she's back? Someone who looks like her is back. They've not confirmed it's her. They've only spotted someone who looks like her around town. That was definitively someone who looked like her in that freezer. Unless she's going back every night to get frozen over again, long enough for the ice to form on, on, on it. Don't think she's left that recently. Yeah. So here's my question. Did she have a sister we didn't know about? <laughs> or, or what if, the, what if the, the frozen one is not real? What if it's just... What if she faked her that? Or... Yeah, what if it's all makeup? I mean, you could totally just take a dead corpse and put some some vampires. I mean, did the teeth look super authentic when he showed us, David? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, 
I don't think makeup would survive that cold. Point is, something's weird. Either way, something's up. I think we need to do more research into who she was. Because I don't, because I think these, this and the house are connected. I don't think another vampire shows up in a vampire victim's place for shits and giggles. Agreed. And it does seem from what they were saying uh, in the, my new age chat room that, you know, vampires are, are the most likely culprit here. Okay, this is going to sound crazy. Do you think it's, but Nick, you're the conspiracy theory guy. I mean, could the tenting not actually have been like to actually kill the rats? What, what if they were trying to keep everyone away from it and the evidence? Cover up whatever was going on there or happened in there. That Let's find awesome. out. So, <laughs> got a computer I can use? Uh, yeah. Yeah, here. Let, let me, let me uh, log you in. All right. So I want to hack into the uh, the uh, company that was doing the tinting and see if they actually had anything on their books or Ooh. see if they actually exist. Yeah. Ooh, hack, 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 hack. Hacking. Hack. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so quick, let me put my sunglasses on and have bigger lights flash at me for no reason as I type quickly because it's the mid 90s and that's how hacking works. Then you have to say, I'm in a dramatically appropriate. Time. I do. And I. <laughs> Look, I picked my, who I picked to represent my character for a reason. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Um, so, Annie, you've got a fairly basic computer, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, oh, like a plus one equipment bonus, we'll say. Okay. Oops. It's a. I, I just. I suspect the 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 security on a uh, exterminator is not that strong. And if it is, well, then we just learned something very important. Yes, exactly. No, it should be a piece of cake. Uh, one success. Don't curse it. <laughs> one success. All right. So yeah. So you are able to. Um, you are able to access their sort of online. Um, uh, what would you call it? Like assignment, you know, uh, database, right? Where they, they kind of um, coordinate all of their various jobs. Uh, you know, they're a large, they're a large regional company. So, you know, mm-hmm. it takes quite a bit of uh, scrolling through and, and uh, you know, pulling up subfolders and subdirectories and stuff to, to actually find even the right area, the right people, the right time period and all that stuff. So, uh, eventually you do you do locate it and um what it appears is that this company has actually repeatedly been called out for uh rat infestation over the last like year or so um and you know it started out with just standard uh trapping and then you know they they escalated it um with uh, laying poisonous bait and now uh yeah the most recent job which was contracted uh you know a little over a week ago is for tenting 
who's doing the who's paying them uh paying is coming from uh one henry noguchi which is the name of the realtor that you saw on that house listing in your dossier okay. was left so, for you that makes so that makes sense that's pretty yeah okay yeah. so i i kind of gather everyone around I'm like all right so the, the extermination is real they've been called in multiple times but it occurs to me that if our creepy friend is the source of the rats and like they follow him and he protects them or whatever poison's not going to do shit to a vampire poison gas is not going to do shit to a vampire if you just sit there and ignore these assholes until they leave continue to go about his business True. They don't like exactly what he was doing. Yeah, like we Beth told us, their 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 internal organs don't do anything. So I assume lungs don't either. So yeah, I, I have to imagine poison gas is nothing to these guys. So how long does the poison last? I mean, could, could we go in now? There's still daylight. I mean, we could have daylight. I have no. Uh, I, I have a. I have a dot in science. Can I roll with science to see if I know that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or even how to mitigate it if it is still partially active. One success. Okay. Um. So yeah. So basically you would assume under normal circumstances that uh, once they stop fumigating that it will you know sort of settle and then just and then neutralize essentially um, so you know if it's still tented it might be a little dodgy if they've taken the tent off it should be perfectly safe if the tent is there it's not safe it, it isn't there, it's safe. It's pretty basic. It's pretty straightforward in that. Well, let's, let's, I, I think we should go over. I agree. Safety. It's kind of the only way to find out. All right. All right, well, uh, yeah, you're within walking distance. So you can just walk on over. And um, walk up the long drive, and let's see here. You saw the house was tented on the thirty-first, I believe. So, uh, or the first, one of those two days. So it's been at least a couple of days, and uh, so yeah. So indeed, the uh, the house is no longer tented. Great, we'll get inside. Yeah, let's go. I'm gonna just walk up to the door and open it. How much time before sunrise? You mean sunset? Sunset, yes, thank you. Uh yes. Okay. So let's say um let's say that it's uh about four thirty. Uh so I believe we're in the five to six range. Let me just check on that though. Let's see, it's early November, so that's okay. Uh, yeah, sunsets around six. 
We are out of here by 5.30. Agreed. Okay. Remember, we stick together. We're smart. We don't go slow. And I'm good for coffee. Great. All right. All right. Okay. So, um... And nobody has any stakes or anything. You didn't bring, you didn't, uh, I, didn't arm up. Oh, I probably should have made one. Uh, um, <laughs> can I have broken like a wooden, like an old chair or something? Well, hey, Beth did you give, did give you a few. She gave you about or, a half dozen. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I, I bring my, that's right. She handed them to us. I'll have two for sure. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely, I'll bring my one. <laughs> and I've been right. practicing. Okay. All of oh, six, right, six. So, so you go in front then. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Push open the door. Stay in hand. Okay. All right. So uh, the door creaks open suitably, on, ominously, um, and um, you know, uh, let's see, a couple hours till sunset. So it's you know, kind of afternoon glow. Coming in sideways through the um, through the all you know the abundant windows of this house, um, there is kind of a musty smell in the air, but uh, you know it's it is it is fresh. The air is breathable, and um, and yeah, you, you can see the uh, rather large sort of like you know two story high grand entry hall. Um, of the house and uh, ahead of you and, you know, the various halls and other rooms that, you know, radiate out from there. And um, as well as the uh, stairway upstairs to the master bedroom suite and um, and the living room beyond on the far side of the hall. So all seems very quiet. No sign of any rats. We we need to go downstairs to Amy's room. That's where we saw it the first time. I think if it's here, that's where it lives. Yeah. Right. Um. Listen closely as I walk down as we walk down these stairs. Hey. All right. Should should we have maybe two of us go around the outside? Um. It's not a bad idea. I worried about splitting up, but um, that's true. We're supposed to be together. Listen, we'll we'll stay together. Wait, everyone, <laughs> yeah, you know that thing you do before a game. Yeah, <laughs> we should that's do right. that thing. That's right. Um, I know. Oh, like yeah, and then we were things. gonna we we're gonna do profiling too. Forgot about the profiling. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the fun of being hunters if we're not going to use these tactics? Okay, so let's uh, let's back it up slightly and do the profiling. So, um, who's going to be the primary actor on the profiling? That's um, I think that has to be me. Okay, yeah. What? uh, Who are we profiling? Just for my clarity, is that my understanding that we have to profile a specific person? Yes, I believe it's uh, the person creature in this house, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, so we're we're profiling the person in the house, not the not the the vampire lady whose name I'm blanking on. Mr. Yeah, I think right now we're really focused on the rat, so I'd say let's do that one. We could always profile uh, Mistress Black next. Okay. Just want to make sure I'm clear. Okay. Okay, and so um, Ari has investigation. I have investigation too. Well, uh, it's primary actor needs empathy too and investigation too. Oh, and I, then they, I, that's not I, me. I was going to say, I think I'm the only one that hits both of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Secondary actors have must have two or more in the skill that they are using for the tactic. Uh, characters wow. must already have a basic knowledge of the target, such as from casing a crime scene or personal interactions. Do we do, GM, do we have enough knowledge of this thing to, to do so? Uh, let's see. Characters must have basic knowledge. Yes, you do. Okay. okay. I've got empathy. I was going to use my, uh, there's one option for hacking, so I was going to do that one. Yeah. I'll, I'll do my um, academics. You know, as part of the broader effort to gather stories of what this thing could be. Okay. All right. And it says the primary actor must risk a willpower point on its outcome. And, yeah, I will. All right. <laughs> And uh, let's see here. All right. And then the numbers, let's see. One participant must use farms. Okay, yeah, so those numbers indicate minimums, maximums. Okay, so we've got minimums. uh, Okay, so yes, somebody has to do intelligence plus academics, which Annie's going to do. And then all the others are optional. So intelligence plus computer. Wits plus stealth or expression would be if you're like casing the joint, which you kind of are now. So I we could include that. that if we wanted yeah, I to. Could do that. Right. And that's, I think those are what, yeah, because you can't really talk okay. to any witnesses or anything like that. Right. So yeah, yep. we, we are the witnesses. You are the witnesses. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, um, right. So go ahead with our secondary roles first. Okay, so we've got two and a one on the secondary rolls. And Patrick, Patrick, Patrick you right? Too. Yeah, I dropped oh. my die. I was just retrieving it. <laughs> oh, one. A one. Okay. Great. Um, okay, so let's see. Is this the same as assisting? That's what I am wondering. In the same, yeah, I think so. It adds to the dice. Yeah, it adds to it the primary dice, dice pool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Nice. Um, oh, some some give another benefit that they say ND for no dice. Okay, cool. Um, okay, great. So we had three three successful rolls. So that's a plus three for Ari's um, profiling role of intelligence plus investigation, and this is an opposed role. So go ahead with yours, and I'll do mine. I just realized I don't know that the character sheet has a risking willpower box, but that's fine. Mm. Uh, I'll just mark it off as if I spent it normally, and I will make a note that I have risked it. Um, okay. And that's a plus. Yeah, that's a plus three because of the successes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Three successes. successes. 
points. And I will do mine. Okay, that is one, two, three with the 10 again, which is a no. Okay, so that's three successes for me as well on a tied opposing roll. Does that go to the person opposing? I think typically you're supposed to re-roll both pools. Oh, okay. Until someone comes out a winner. We can do that. Yeah. Rip. Ooh. <laughs> all right, let's see. One, two. Ah, oh, all right. Oh, my it's God. Again. It's a 10 again. Oh. But no. Oh, we got to do it again. <laughs> okay. Wow. Riveting entertainment for all you listeners. Yeah, right. Four oh, successes. Nice. Okay. All right. Nice, nice. And one with a ten again. One and a reroll. A no. Okay. Fuck yes. Wow. There we go. Damn, going up against a nine D ten dice pool that was well fought. <laughs> yes. All right. So, um, great. So that's a success. Um, okay. So you profile a monster, pinpoint a human identity associated with it. You learn the following about the monster, its anchors, one of its aspirations, its potency, and the rating of one of its mental or social traits. Good Lord. Okay. I've got to give you all these answers. High <laughs> risk, high reward. That's right. Maybe. All right. So with the online research, with the consulting the tomes and so forth, and, uh, and of course, with the casing of the joint itself, um, what you determine um, I don't know if this thing has an anchor. Hold on a second. Let me just check that. I believe in, not in vampire terms, that's its masquerade, its requiem, or its touchstones. Okay. That would make sense. Um, okay. So, okay. So basically, what you find out is that you are definitely dealing with a vampire. You are dealing with a rather powerful vampire in numerical terms. It has a potency of four. Um, its, uh, its aspiration is to be left alone. And um, it's, uh, do you want the, men- do you want a mental or a social trait? Hmm. Men- mental, I think. But I don't know if anyone feels strongly otherwise. I have, yeah, I have been strong feelings on this one. Yeah. I think, I think mental makes the most sense. Okay. Okay. Um, let me just pull that up then. Well, okay. And, uh, and, and yes, also, I guess in terms of anchor, the way I would put it is that, um, it is it is an old an old school vampire as has been hinted at it is a it is a vampire of um ancient provenance in terms of its um sort of uh overall vibe i guess right you know it's it's a it's a it's a vampire of pestilence it's a vampire of death um it is it is the polar opposite perhaps of mistress black in that sense and uh you said mental 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's also very uh savvy. It's a very it's a very savvy creature um who can uh sort of manipulate um you know manipulate politics, let's just say, amongst its own kind. Uh perhaps something of a puppet master. Mm. Or at least it knows the avenues of power enough that it is left alone and um you know just leave it at that i guess okay Our- so know- knowing all that how does that yes. affect your approach to the house um a little more cautious about going into a house and fucking with a vampire that is both powerful and wants to be left alone. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Beth is a pro. Do we want to get Beth? Or we might want to get her us? involved. Yeah. And this yeah. might be a little bigger than we first realized. Well, and if we prove ourselves by doing this, then they're going to have to let us in deeper. Exactly. That's a good point. Okay, what do you want to do? I think I both want to ascertain it, but not tip it off. Ascertain that it's here, but not tip it off, you know? Mm. If if what Beth said is right, then it's either asleep right now or restricted to this house right now. Mm-hmm. I think if we want to confirm it's here, this is, we're not going to get a better chance. So Beth said the best thing to do is to, is to, is to drag it into the sun, right? Like, right. Like, could we, could we lure it out? Like, is, is, is there a place in the house that is, is lit in sunlight, but has curtains? And so like we could, you know, have it chase us and then pull down the curtains. We've between the, the four of us, we've been to every room in this house recently. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the best room suited for that kind of plan? Let's see. Probably the uh, living room. That's got very large uh, French doors and windows in it. Okay. Um, so yeah, living room is probably the best bet. I think um, first sign of trouble, we run there. And yeah, we yank open the curtains. Are there any mirrors left in the house, David? In the bathroom, but like, okay, I have a plan. What if we pry off one of the mirrors and so someone's standing right outside, ready to like shine sunlight into the, you know, into the room in case we get into trouble. Oh, that's like, a great yeah. idea. And I, like I have that. another idea. 
what if we pretend like it's an accident that we stumble on the vampire? Although I guess the vampire already saw us, right? I don't know if it saw us that well, did it? Well, I'm just thinking, what if we are just like kids, you know, hanging out in the house or coming in to like, you know, find a place to like fool around or, you know, do drugs or do something inappropriate. It's not about the vampire. And so then the vampire doesn't think we're ready. Doesn't think that we're on to us. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got stakes and we have the mirror. Okay. I mean, the mirror will give it away once that time comes, but I think you're right. That's the best way to play it. Um, I'm going to walk into the bathroom and start working at the mirror. Are we going to Adrenaline Rush before we do that? Oh, yeah. We have to Adrenaline Rush before we do this. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we don't have any requirements on that one, but uh, the primary role is presence plus expression. I have three presence, one expression. I have... I also have that, but you have the leadership one, so I feel like this really needs to be you. Yeah, yeah. And I have a specialty in in teamwork. Oh, nice. Um, so you have to risk roll willpower. Be the primary. And if we're doing a pumping up ritual, that is resolve plus empathy. Minimum one person, maximum of six can try it. Uh, so I will roll. I'm going to contribute, but I'm going to resolve my shaken condition and fail automatically because I'm much more scared than I am letting on. Love it. <laughs> All right. Get that beat. Also, uh, Annie, you could do resolve plus a cult. That's minimum of zero if everyone else is doing the pumping up <laughs> ritual. So it means you could do it and not join everyone else. You know what I mean? What 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 is it? Sorry, what does that accomplish if I do it? It's just it's just a, oh, it's just a different different dice pool. You you would be doing kind of a right, and everyone else would be going like, you know, let's go pool dogs, you know, so or whatever. <laughs> I mean, so I, I've actually been wanting to find a way to resolve my spooked condition anyway. So what if I already do this while they're all working on the mirror and getting themselves pumped up? Annie, despite the rule that we're also speed together wanders off into the other room and down into Amy's bedroom to do to do the occult right there, thinking that, you know, there are windows there, so the vampire is not going to be in there. Nice. Love so... that. Okay. Excellent. So, Annie's going to wander off. Everyone else, do your thing. Uh, resolve plus empathy for the secondaries first. Those of you who are doing and not failing automatically, which I guess would just be Ari. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Dang. All right. Zero for Ari. So really it's just down to Ned doing uh, presence plus expression. Okay. Risking that willpower. Do I add a, a willpower to this? When you risk it, you don't, right? I'm just betting it. Now, do rich do tactics count for my teamwork bonus um, from my merit? I'd say so. Yeah, absolutely. 
some synergy going on that. Yeah. Does that give Ari one more diadem? Oh, oh it yeah. Would. It would, yeah. Oh, yeah, are you? Okay. So go ahead and just uh, roll one more there. Okay. You can also, we can just do slash roll one, two, three. Silch. Rip. <laughs> I blew all my good luck on the profiling. Um, that, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, that was tempting. That was badass. Uh, there we go. Whoa. One success hey, is a success. One success. That's all you needed. Same as four successes. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> 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 all right. <laughs> um, okay, great. So yeah. Uh you will um Okay, so one success. So everyone everyone automatically has one success on any resistance uh, traits for the purpose of resisting actions or supernatural powers that would inflict fear or cause you to question yourselves. And of course, you are all um, will not fall unconscious due to bashing damage and will not suffer wound penalties of any kind. Right. Okay, Annie, you are heading down that iron spiral staircase into Amy's well towards Amy's room um so you come down the stairs you can hear the the chanting going on upstairs it's very sort of raggedy uh people's throats are dry they're you know their confidence is shaken they're trying their best um and uh and you're sort of you know running through the ritual a little bit in preparation to do it um so you walk into you walk into amy's room and um the first thing that strikes you is that uh plywood boards have been nailed up over all the windows the second thing that strikes you is um the utter darkness of the room above and beyond what you know what you would expect even with the windows boarded up. And the third thing is a voice coming out of the darkness. And it just says, what do you need, child? And uh, we'll end it off there. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) You broke the rules, Annie. <laughs> they broke the rule and ran okay. right into a vampire. Okay, we all knew that if someone was going to break that rule, it was going to absolutely. Break. Yeah, I mean, yes, you are the most likely to break the rule. <laughs> and, and you know, that's the irony of me always reminding everyone, reminding everyone, like even the, yeah, it's like it's for you're reminding everyone else. Yes, you know? yeah, love it. <laughs> All right. Um, very good. That was great. Um, let's see here. So obviously we had some aspirations fulfilled. Take a beat for those. Those of you who did so. And same with resolving conditions. Um, and let's see. We didn't have any dramatic failures or any of that good stuff. Everyone gets a beat for the end of the game session. And wonderful. Do we get a I beat don't think I went far... Sorry. Go oh, on. and the breaking point. Yeah, thank you. Anyways, oh, yeah. 
All right. Um, well, did I go far? I don't think I went far enough for my spooks to resolve, right? I've just gone into the house, but I haven't like. Yeah, you haven't endangered yourself or the group or however, however that's worded. Yeah, I haven't pulled an any yet. So, all right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Tee <laughs> All right. Well, ooh, I'm looking forward to start of the next one yes oh, yeah, did, did it, do i can i get a beat so my long-term aspiration was to find out what really happened to ken getting the story that's from his uncle well. conclusively that, would that be a step on that i think that fits yeah definitely okay. is that, that so far that well. i should remove it at this point and replace it with another long-term or like tweak it in some way or is or is this something that there's more to be found out i think it's pretty straightforward he he sort of told you that this is the person who did it um, and that he he was responsible for getting them to move away, right? So uh, yeah, I don't think there's really anything else to be learned there. Okay, so I'll I'll, I'll evolve it then, so it's not just that would happen to Ken, but find out you know what's the broader conspiracy is as related to Ken's thing. Okay, right, right. Okay, cool. All right, everyone. Well, all right. Thanks for running. It was a lot of fun. Session. Thanks. Of this was great. As always, yeah. But as always, friends, I got to <laughs> run. Have a good night, good night everyone. everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night.